What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Have a fun, jam-packed episode for you. So, Tim and I, as always, start with our uh, fun weekend recap, get some fun conversation. We chop it up, catch up a little bit. Had a nice Thanksgiving, so we get into what our families did, kind of some traditions that we do. My family changed up the way we did our turkeys, and we've been on our old way for six, seven, eight years at least. So, a little different flavor. I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. Um, and then uh, we talked about a hooked on the look. So we've talked about some people that do some interesting things to and with their bodies. We went through that and then got into our current events. So uh, we talk about an article with uh, an editor from Glamour. She gives four tips to avoid overspending with your holiday shopping. I think we could all use a little help with that. Guilty as charged. We get into our RLEs, so I talk about my practice of tithing and then my daily morning discipline routine that I've kind of gotten back. I, I wasn't doing it for a while, getting it back. No Vice November helped with more discipline, so we go through that and then finish with book talk. I talk about Slide Edge by Jeff Olson, things that are easy to do easy to not do to get you that one step ahead. Tim, where do you take us today? Yeah, it was a great Thanksgiving. I'm glad we got to talk a little bit about that and debate on some hot topics about the right foods, our favorite foods to eat. So that was a fun discussion. Uh, For current events, I talk about an ex-McDonald's employee who made a confession on Twitter about something he did to go above and beyond in the customer service realm when he was working there. So we share what he did, um, our opinions on it, um, the other current event that I shared was uh, how Ikea is killing the game right now, how they're taking advantage of trends and what uh, consumers are looking for when they go and shop. So I talk about seven things that they're doing really well, and it's a very interesting thing to learn about too because it, it helps you to know like what the shopping landscape looks right looks right now. So really cool things that we talk about there. Uh, real life experience. I talk about how... Uh, My job is taking me to some interesting places and meeting interesting people and types of people that I'm not used to interacting with. So I talk about how how I kind of have to adapt my communication style, what my job is teaching me, and then in the show on Book Talk, talking about Grant Cardone's Sell or Be Sold, uh, some quick tidbits on keeping a good attitude um, and sharing your dream with others. So pretty cool conversation there. Great episode overall. We're, we're off to a hot start into the hundreds. So without further ado, have a great Tuesday, episode 102. How's your Thanksgiving, dude? It was fantastic, man. Yeah? I ran a, uh, a 5K in... Noblesville on Thanksgiving mm. morning. And I don't like, I play basketball throughout the year and I work out and train. Yeah. But I don't run that distance continuously at all. all Just year. to run. Right. Yeah. And I, all year. <laughs> and I know, and I know that you told, like, I was, I was asking advice from you on what to eat the night before and you're like, go, go heavy on the carbs the night before. But I just, I didn't, really eat well the entire week. Like, I, I like, I, Thanksgiving. I, I just, I ate a lot of everything. Yeah. Um, and it went well, like me and my brother ran, my little my little brother ran together, paced with each other the whole time, and there was no problems. Good. So I think that's that's the big win of the week. Nice uh, easy yog Thanksgiving yeah. morning before you libate. Exactly. And there's nothing. Oh my god. There's nothing better than getting home and drinking that ice cold beer. <laughs> I had I had it in the shower this time. 
I was like, oh. I can't wait till I'm done with the shower. But I'm telling you, running a race, sweating, taking a cold, and then hot shower with the cold beer. Wow. So you went real home field advantage on the shower beer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So okay. It was Respect. a good week, man. Now what kind of beer was it? It was a Coors Light. Okay. Can, I'm assuming? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got to be safe in the shower. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Blue, I, real blue mountains. Right. And I had a... I also had Blue Moon throughout the week. Ooh, I know you're a Blue Moon guy. They have a, a new mocha-flavored Blue Moon beer. Ooh. I was skeptical at first, but it was really good. A little tasty? But, yeah. Mm. thought it was good. Like, not too heavy on the coffee, though? No. It, it's not, like, overbearing. It's, like, a little little tin of it. Is it like, a little heavier? Like, a little slightly Yeah, like, you know beer? how most, like, stouts mm-hmm. are, like, coffee stouts or coffee... Yeah. Bo- this one tasted like that, but it wasn't, like, a stout. It wasn't the... the like it wasn't like a stout. It wasn't okay. as dark as a stout. It okay. wasn't as so it was a good balance. Still a good like winter beer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Ooh, might have to test the waters. I liked it. That sounds nice. Mm-hmm. What about you? How was your Thanksgiving? Dude, it was good. It was real relaxing. Uh, assumed my spot on the couch, business as usual when I go home. Um, let's see what did? We... Oh, so usually we fry our turkeys, and this year, um, the night before, my dad was like, okay. We're not frying the bird this year. And so he did it over the charcoal grill in the Weber, mm-hmm. kind of like the egg-shaped Weber. Yeah. And, whew, dude, it was pretty fucking fantastic. Bet. Like. Better? Different, but I might have to say a little juicier. Mm-hmm. A little juicier. It, it was good, dude. So next year, one of his, one of my dad's friends sent him a picture did a dry rub on their turkey. And so next year we already already decided we're going to do a dry rub but put it back over the charcoal in the Weber. Mm-hmm. So at first I was a little bummed. I was like, ah, the fried turkeys. But, man, it came through. I tell you what, putting it over charcoal, closing the lid, letting it just oh, cook all afternoon. It's probably like three-ish hours or okay. so, two and a half, three hours of, of cooking worth every minute then did the usual the stuffing the potatoes mm-hmm. and things do you like guys that. do uh do you guys do turkey only or do you tur- do turkey and ham Tur- I feel turkey like that, only. Okay, I feel like that's becoming a lot more popular. My family does turkey and ham. Yeah. I know some people are like it's Thanksgiving. We're focusing on turkey only. It's always been turkey. But I feel like if you go to anywhere like if you like anywhere in like the East Coast or something like everyone over there is doing like ham and turkey i had a lot of patients i ended up asking so turkey or ham what do you guys do oh some both some just one yeah and i didn't realize i feel like this year it just got super ham heavy Mm -hmm. like what's wrong with the turkey but some people just like it's a whole taste thing yeah people just don't like turkey yeah which all right yeah if you're gonna sub it out the second closest traditional thing is like a ham and mm-hmm. ham is still good. You get a good ham. Oh yeah, I prefer yeah. I prefer ham. I had both. Like I ate both because. Oh yeah. Like I said, I ate everything. If it's but, there, if yeah. it's there, yeah. you're gonna dig in. Yeah. Was it like a like a baked honey ham? It was a yeah. It was a honey. Ham. Yeah, it was good. It was so Man. good. What's your favorite side dish? Stuffing. Stuffing. Hundred percent. Yep. Yep. Always and forever. Okay. Yeah, that relationship. That's that's a solid bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably number two for me. Number one is probably green bean casserole. Ooh. We call it GBC for short. Yeah. Ooh. And then the dark horse. Probably the first ones ever to do that. <laughs> I 
Okay. <laughs> and the dark horse this year, the the bronze goes to whipped sweet potatoes. Like ma- mashed sweet potatoes. Sorry, I didn't mean to say whipped. Okay. Mashed sweet potatoes. Yeah. Like like the yam casserole yeah. with the marshmallows on top. Yeah. Right on. Really good. Rowdy. I, I enjoyed it. Real enjoyed good dish. Yeah. Real good dish. So. We uh we changed our sweet potatoes this year. We cubed them, and then my mom did this like maple glaze. Oh. And I was like, that's it was pretty awesome. Dude, I bet your mom went in for Thanksgiving. Uh, we kept with the like I said the traditionals. She always does a different cranberries for my dad and a different cranberry cranberry a lot of R's sauce for her. Um, and she loves it, dude. And yeah, the mashed potatoes. We did the sweet potatoes. Uh, she did green beans. We don't do a casserole because of the dairy thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the cranberries, the turkey, the stuffing. Yeah, stuffing is always. Mm, I don't know what it is, but that's like that takes the cake for me. Oh yeah, numero uno every single year. It won't. It just won't go down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Thanksgiving was good. Uh, got to just catch up with the fam. We watched some movies. Um, let's see what else did we do? Like I said, relaxed. Oh, I saw my buddy Jonathan. Shout out Jonathan Frankovich, Pope Franco, out in uh, Chicago. So Ryan and I went to the city. Then after that, got some drinks with a couple of his friends. That was Saturday. And then, yeah, uh, went came back down Sunday. So good weekend. Uh, a lot of relaxing, just kind of hanging with the fam. Oh, I did yoga with my mom on Saturday. Nice. That was good. Yeah, I went to an actual studio. First time doing that. Um, some similarities, some differences. It was a little faster-moving vinyasa, which was good. But I didn't feel like I was limited or couldn't do anything so i was kind of pleased with that and, mm-hmm. um yeah it was good maybe like class of 12 people or so dude real solid it's yeah good size yeah so how got, much is your one at uh la oh that varies there could i've been in there with like four people uh, and i've been in there with 12 to 15 people oh okay so it really just varies yeah i i can't tell you do you like it when there's more people or less people like do you like when there's only like four people in there i'm kind of indifferent okay I would prefer more than like, yeah, more than what I can count on my hand. Right. But. Because you want the personalized attention, but again, you don't. You don't want to like feel right. like you're. And with more people, you have a, you stand a chance of just like meeting more new people too. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people come with like other people sometimes too. Yeah. I notice pregnant ladies always come together. They're always friends like at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I always, whenever I'm at the downtown YMCA, they say YMCA, I always peek in. There's like, it seems like there's like 30 people in there doing a yoga class. should go. It's like a ton in there. You should go. Yeah. You got any guest passes for the Y? Yeah. I know that your first get like, it's $15 if I bring a guest, which mm-hmm. is, I think is a lot for a trip. But if you're going yeah, no to go, go for yoga, that's what you should pay for. But every, your first trip as, as my guest is free though. Hmm. I'll go to yoga with you at the Y. Okay. I'll spice it up. Okay. Maybe we'll meet some folks. Yeah. Never know. Never know what kind of shakers and movers are in classes like those. Or the exactly. sauna. Sauna's a big decision maker room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sauna at the downtown one is nice. Yeah. I've never been in a steam room. I feel mm-hmm. like a steam room is a boss place to be, too. Yeah. yeah. Pretty big sauna? Yeah, it's co-ed. Is it infrared? Ooh, co-ed. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Spicy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what do you mean by infrared? Oh, I didn't know if they like got super fancy. Infrared, it's not as hot, but it still gets very uh, similar benefits. benefits. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what it is. It's the best one, though. It gets the hottest out of all of them. I do like the heat. Mm-hmm. I can stay in the kitchen. Yeah. Or sauna. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I um, saw another... Oh, before I move on to the article, hooked on the look with a girl about tattoos, I showed my parents my updated tattoo. Mm. They had a few pieces of news for my brother and and I when uh, we got there, like, what was that, Wednesday night? And so, like, the next day, you know, we're we're hanging out, Thanksgiving, we're cooking, this and that, in and out of the kitchen. And I go, since you guys had all this news, I got some news, I added to my tattoo. I noticed my mom had the little slight, like, Kind of eye look of <laughs> what what did he do? And I show him, and my dad's like, wow, I like it. And I was like, yeah, me too, man. Like, yeah, there you <laughs> and, go. And uh, it was funny. He said the same thing about the one now that he did with just the coordinates when I had that. And, you know, it's it's kind of tucked away with where it's at, yada, yada. And uh, so it's just funny that my mom goes, you're like a runaway train. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> More to come. Stay tuned. Yeah, right, right. And I was like, no, I've just gone rogue a little bit. And I told them about the chef knife on my uh, finger. And they kind of just nudged me. You know, if you're going to do a chef's knife, like, do it somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> At a certain point, that'll be the least of them. <laughs> the thing is, like, once you get one and they like, ac- accept that you got it and like it, they're gonna. They're, at the end of the day, they're gonna accept all the other ones you get. Oh yeah, I got nothing but green lights in my mind. Yeah. Very first one that, that I showed them, it was like, oh, you know, you see a lot of people. It's, it's on their neck and their face, and you know, we're just not fans of stuff like that. It's not like they judge people based on that. It's just they're not fans of the look, and I wouldn't do on my face or anything like that either. But just not my style. Um, I think I'd have to come out with a few albums first before I did that. <laughs> but. I heard that, and I'm like, not on face or neck. Double check. I'm good. Like, <laughs> Roxanne ain't putting on any red lights. Like, we're going to town. But we'll see. One at a time. One at a time. Yeah. But I did see an article. This girl, it was fr- it was uh, on, like, one of the bigger Snapchat discovery things, hooked on the look. Okay. And we've talked about people that get umpteen plastic surgeries to look a certain way, implanting muscles, all this shit. And so... Sure, they're still very nice people. Not not taken away from that. But a girl who's completely covered in tats, she split her tongue. So, like, you know, the people with, like, the fork tongue mm-hmm. did that. Got her eyeballs tattooed. But when she did that, so if you do it right, you should not go blind for any amount of time. She was blind for three weeks. To get that done? Because she got her, wow. yeah. And I guess uh, the artist went too deep in her eyeballs. And so that's why she went blind for three weeks. And she said it was like just someone taking shards of glass constantly at your eyes. Like, okay, I understand. Like, imagine being in the room for that. Oh no! Probably sound like someone was dying. Oh, I understand. Like wanting a lot of tattoos, I get it. But the eyeballs, man, the eyeballs. I'll just, I, I won't understand that one. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I just won't. Uh, but went blind for three weeks. It wouldn't be worth it for me to go blind for a day. I'd be so freaked out. Are you shitting me mm-hmm. to tattoo my eyeballs? I wouldn't go blind for an hour to tattoo my eyeballs. Ridiculous. And so, like, her mom was like, at first, I was kind of like, you know, what are you doing? You're you're so beautiful as you are, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, it's her child still. It's not like she loves her any less. She just accepted it. But I was just, man, the eyeball thing is Dude. what is what I really got shook on was, man, you were blind for three weeks. Well, that's, that reminds me of a video I just saw. 
Have you ever have you seen the uh, the Nature is Scary Instagram account? I don't think they so. They show like the most disturbing, like wild nature videos, mm. like animals eating each other and killing each other, whatever. Oh, like real wildlife, yeah, not like, this yeah, soft, cushy shit like, everyone thinks it is. Yeah, like the rated R version of it where they show the worst of it. These yeah. hyenas were killing this wildebeest, and this hyena went up to the eyeball of the wildebeest and started eating the eyeball out. Oh, what? They got it on camera. It was ridiculous. Also, wildebeest. What a sweet thing to say. Yeah. It's like, you're called the wildebeest. A wildebeest, yeah. Yeah, dude, it's got your eyeballs plugged by it's a pack of hyenas. If, if you're one of those people that enjoys that stuff, nature is man, just scary. Straight for the eyeballs. Instagram account, nature is scary. Yeah. Straight for the eye. Man, was was the wildebeest at least dead yet or no? No. Oh man. It was like it was like you know how they That's so cruel, dude. You, you know how oh. they they attack as a pack. Yeah, like yeah. Three or four of them, or five or six of them, like hold it down, and the rest of them. And like, one went straight eat. for the face. Yeah. Oh man. It was bad. Uh, pour one out for that wildebeest. Yeah. Another video is where like there's this Damn. like mallard duck sitting there, and an uh an eagle just comes zooming by and like hits it as it's the, as as it's sitting there and breaks it, breaks its neck. <laughs> like you just see the picture of the of the mallard, and you just see a swoop like a, like a, like a like a like a blur, and then the duck's head is like cocked like dude it's crazy. <laughs> that's you like that visual, listeners. <laughs> I like. I'm not saying that that's hilarious, but the visual I'm imagining is just... It's crazy, man. And takes right off. It's crazy. Like, slows down just enough. I was watching Planet Earth one time, and it was... There were two ducklings, uh, new new baby ducks, and the mother went to go get water. And it was like, in could store it in like a big beak or a throat or whatever. And regurgitate it up, and that's how she would thirst them. Yeah. Yeah, wildlife is kind of gross. But the two got into a fight, and one got injured, and was like, you could see it crippled, kind of like in a limp mm-hmm. in their own style, going towards where the the mother went to get water. And the other one kind of stayed by the nest, and it was just like maybe a few feet. And the mother stops at the injured one, kind of observes what's going on, looks back at the healthy one, and just keeps moving. Oh, wow. Just leaves it to die. And and the commentators were saying that at least like they have two just in case one doesn't make it. Mm. So she's gonna nurse the healthy one that has a better chance of survival. So it's just more like animal instinct. Yeah, because like of like keeping the race going. Yeah. Because like because you could leave yourself vulnerable if you like take the time to take care of the one that's not as good. Yeah, like. The job is to procreate, right? yeah. you know, and so it's to keep the race going. But yeah, I was like, man, nuts. Oh, bro. Mom's just walked right on by. Yeah. Damn. Savage. Yeah. But uh, all right, Tim, let's talk some uh, some current events. Sounds What's going on in the me. world? I know you got a couple things, so uh, take us there. Yeah, man. I know you don't eat fast food as much or at all, if at all anymore, but no. when you did... Whenever you got the nuggets at McDonald's or got like some piece meal, did you always count how many were in there to make sure? Typically, I remember the old school nugs. They were kind of like grisly inside one, mm-hmm. kind of gross, you know? Yeah. And I know they've up, upgraded since then, but mm-hmm. yeah, I usually counted. Just to make sure they put the right amount to in. To make sure I didn't get shorted, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I, I like quality, but I want quantity too. Yeah. You get full. Okay. Well, there was this uh, McDonald's employee. 
His name is Cody Bonderchuk. He's from Edmonton, Canada. And he's trying something different to kind of go above and beyond customer service-wise. So this dude, Cody, he's been working at McDonald's for two and a half years. And a couple weeks ago, he gave a confession on Twitter. Maybe he'd had a few, dun, dun, dun. few drinks that night. He's just feeling a little frisky, sharing some information. Feeling a little frisky. hey He said that every for the whole time he's worked there, every time someone ordered a 10-piece chicken nugget, he would put 11 chicken nuggets oh, in the box. Boss move. Every time. Because he says that there's no cameras that are on the assembly line. It's one of those things that you can do to like... You don't you, you don't need to look weird doing it. Like you don't need to like look over your shoulder and do it. Like no one's gonna notice if you did if you did that. And he he admitted that on, on on Twitter. And this dude like doesn't have that many followers. He ended up getting nine hundred thousand likes on the tweet. I believe it. And it, it just I think it's great. Like because there's two sides of the story. You got the person that's like, that's awesome. Like go above me on like give give me eleven, give me extra. But you also got like the CFO side of it. Hey, like cutting costs, whatever. But here's how I look at it. Like. How many times, like, has a McDonald's or place shorted you on something on accident or, like, forgotten something and you yeah. haven't gone back for it? Yeah. I feel like it, it's all, like, obviously not every employee can do this. And I think it's going to be interesting. I bet there'll be a lot more employees that start doing this after reading the story. Oh, for sure. But, like, I think it all evens out at the end of the day. If you give, like, one extra nugget. Well, here's the thing. What's the price value of one nugget? Say he. Dude, it's probably like. <laughs> was he a full-time employee? Yeah, he'd been there two and a half years. Okay, so say, you know, let's just call it 40 hours a week, right? Maybe he does, you know, with everything else, 20 to 30 of those. Let's call it 30, right? I don't know what a price of nugs is I bet he makes, for 10. Yeah, I think they're like like three three to four let's just, let's, let's call it $5 for 10. So... God, my simple math, man. Long week. Dude, I, like, if, if I'm just guessing. You know what I'm like, saying? Like, but the price of a lifetime customer versus two and a half years of free nugs for however many. Mm-hmm. Like, the value of a lifetime customer is just to the nth degree greater than whatever they lost on a nug. Yeah. And, you're, and it's, not like, it's not like you're losing money. Like, you're just going to make a little less profit than what you would have. Maybe, like, I'd, I'd say one of those nuggets, the cost for it is probably, like, three to four cents for one nugget cfo should be thanking this guy because one look at the press it's getting now it's very good positive press Mm -hmm. i mean any press is good press don't they say Mm -hmm. but this is very positive press like yo he's just hooking people up on Mm -hmm. the nuggets yeah and more people are gonna go to mcdonald's and to your point there will probably be an influx of people with 11 instead of 10 Mm -hmm. and like the cfo might see a quick increase in sales revenue. Yeah. Within the next I mean as long as three the fran- six months. as long as that franchise is doing well, like gotta keep that up. They're about to be doing better now. Like but that's I think that's nothing but good things. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. The only negative is how many like cents on the dollar each nug was. And the only negative is like other employ like the ripple effect this will have. Yeah, I mean it's still it's, it's still all, McDonald's. Yeah, so whatever. Like, if you're low on cash, let's talk something else. <laughs> yeah, so. but no, that's cool. I, I think that's that's a good move, mm-hmm. and it's just yeah. I don't eat much fast food, but the surprise of one extra, like and one, 
Yeah, yeah. It's All like, oh, I got 11 nugs, like 10. I'm okay, but you kind of want like two or three more. Mm-hmm. But you get that one extra, and it's man. Yeah, money. Brother hooked me up. <laughs> got an extra nug. So, I don't know. I like that. I like that a lot. I wonder how many... So we got 900,000 likes. Do you know how many followers he's at now? I'm not entirely sure. We'll have to check. Because I'm wondering if he got a big increase in followers, too. Could be. But, oh yeah. Are you checking? Yeah. Right on. Chris Bonderchuk. Cool last name. Cody Bonderchuk. He's got, he got 6,800 6, followers now. Cody, sorry. 906,000. Wow. Favorites, favorites. Likes, likes. And then we should, we 81,000 retweets. We should start our own trend and quote tweet that. If, if the actual tweet gets a million, McDonald's does one day of free nugs. Yeah. Like, you know how Taco Bell does, like, steal a base, steal a taco in the World Series? And it's like one day a week where you get a free taco. Mm-hmm. McDonald's should do that for one day if that gets a million likes. Like his actual photo, not someone else retweeting it and trying to get on the coattails. But mm-hmm. one million on his, do a day of like free 10-piece nuggets. I like that idea. Might as well. Dude, his, his, uh, his bio says the Robin Hood of nuggets. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and oh think- my God. And the tweet is, I worked at McDonald's. So I don't think he works there anymore. Like I, like Definitely got fired. Yeah. <laughs> no, why, would you, why would you admit that when you still I'm just kidding. There? All right. Anyways, what do you got? But I think we should still quote tweet that. Yeah. And be like, at McDonald's, if his tweet gets a million likes, would you do one day of free 10-piece nuggets for yeah. free? Maybe they'll see it and they'll reply to us. Who knows? Maybe we'll go viral, Tim. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just get the likes from us. Yeah. Guys, go check us out on Twitter. <laughs> at Off the Dome Radio. Shame so Samantha fun. Berry from Glamour um, had four tips to avoid overspending with your holiday shopping. Okay. I know Cyber Monday was yesterday, but we all know those deals go mm-hmm. on for weeks. Don't have so many brothers and sisters. All right. Okay. <laughs> Can you help me out with that one, Samantha? <laughs> all right. That's funny. So... Uh, she was saying, on average, we'll spend 5% more than last year, which could equate to hundreds of dollars extra. And a lot of us might not be able to up our shopping by hundreds. So she has four tips. First one, have a budget. So you need to know what you can spend going into the holiday season. What kind of gifts are you able to get? What's your price range? And so actually knowing that dollar amount, kind of your ceiling, is good so, excuse me, so you don't just blow right through it and just swipe, 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 Mm -hmm. like kind of be a little cognizant of it. Second, avoid impulse purchases. So she made the note that half of shoppers are now online, but you still need to avoid the traps. So don't get caught up in the ads that look really pretty, have a good sounding deal to them. Don't jump all over everything. Like steady on your course, Stick to your list, the, the meat and potatoes first. If there's room for some small, oh, so-and-so would like this. Oh, this is kind of fun. They have something that would go well with this, whatever it may be. Okay, then you can mess with that. But avoid the impulse purchases. And then if you're really concerned like with, with your budget and things, talk about your budget and your money with your family. 
Like mm. let them know where you're at and what you're looking page. to spend. Yep. Yeah, it's good. So they know because look, your budget will be different than your mom's, your dad's, your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, your uncle, whatever it is. Your budget's gonna just be different. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't all make the exact same dollar amount. It, it just it is what it is. So when people know, then they won't have crazy stuff on their list, and you won't feel the pressure of, oh man, but this is something like they really want, but our, this is for like enough for three people worth of gifts, you know. So if you need to have that talk, have that talk. It's not always fun to talk money, but like it's your family, they should mm-hmm. get it. Fourth one experiences still count as good gifts facts which i really like this one because my brother and i do this as well so you don't always need to look for things or or items just stuff to buy so you can still look at quality so she made an example samantha did of one year she bought her parents uh, a night at this super nice hotel so get waited on hand and foot don't have to do anything meals are cooked for you all this just Super nice experience. Like, I bought my brother Joe Rogan tickets. He bought me Indy 500 tickets. So just mm-hmm. trading those where they could still be a little pricey, but that and then some stocking stuffers, you know, you get away pretty all right Yeah, with an awesome experience. Right. And, you know, people remember those and how they felt and who they were with and huge time events like that. Like, people remember that a lot more, I think. Mm-hmm. So... They're going to enjoy it a lot more, too. Yes. Because they know it's it's going to be gone in like 24 hours. So they're going to savor every moment. Yeah. And if it's something where you go with them, like you get to do that together. Mm-hmm. So experiences still count. So have yeah. a budget. Avoid the impulse purchases. Talk about your m- budget with your family. And shop for experiences, too. Great advice. Yeah. Thank go you. Samantha Berry. Thank you, Samantha. Nice. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, especially with like all the holiday shopping coming up, you know, the Cyber Monday, the Black Friday, we have all these deals going on for weeks up until Christmas, through Christmas, through the start of the year. We have it's all consuming and consuming, mm-hmm. just spending. So, you know, focus on what you really need to get. Get in, get out, call it a day, don't get sidetracked. All the noise and stuff. Kind of like with life, don't let the noise suck you back in. Just Get your shopping done. Yeah. Don't wait, wait Don't wait till last minute. Yes. I did already get started. Good. So I'm, I'm already better than last year. And the, every other year I bought gifts before then. <laughs> it was nice. a little last minute typically. Yeah. So you got another current event for us, Tim? I do. Yeah. So Ikea. Uh, I did a report on them in college for my business strategy class. Um, just about how they're... Like their their short their shopping style, uh, how it's unique. Uh, and I saw an article. Uh, they've been killing the game lately because they've been capitalizing on trends. Like they, uh, that's what any business should do. If mm-hmm. you get ahead on the trends before everyone else does, and you you invest in the right products to satisfy that stuff, then you're going to do well. Um, so they've they've capitalized on seven different things um, with people shopping experiences like trends. Um, and I'm just going to quickly go through those. So. First thing is people care about a good night, good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Like people are investing in better mattresses, better pillows. Um, and IKEA has partnered with medical experts to discover the five different dimensions needed for a better night's sleep. And that's Ooh. air quality, comfort, light, noise, and heat. So they've been seeing like a huge increase in like people purchasing blackout curtains, uh, ergonomic pillows, um, memory foam mattresses. So mm-hmm. they've 
re, like they reinvest a lot of money into those types of products um, to satisfy that. And then now people are less likely to want to assemble their own goods that they buy. So the do it your own, it used to be a big thing. People bought stuff like that, but people are less likely to want to do that now. So Ikea, have you ever heard of the uh, company Task Rabbit? No. So it's kind of like a, an Upwork type of thing where um, you go onto this platform, you request something that needs to be done. Like, hey, I need someone to assemble my bed. Mm. Hey, I need someone to come do this home project for me. It's for people who don't know how to do that stuff and don't yeah. have like immediate family members or people in their house that can do it. So they get on the Task Rabbit and they can hire someone to do that through this online marketplace. Interesting. Well, IKEA bought this company. Because I was going through IKEA the other day and I saw the TaskRabbit logo on the wall. I was wondering why. But they acquired them so they, they can do uh, open the gateway for a do-it-for-you approach instead of do-it-on-yourself. Interesting. So uh, assembly service requests up by 58% this year. So is TaskRabbit just for stuff like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So cool. I thought that was interesting. So yeah. They, capitalizing on that, like things they're doing are super clever and I just, I wanted to highlight it. And then the other thing is the nation is becoming extremely obsessed over being organized, um, decluttering their house and making the organized space in the home better. So mm. they have invested a lot, not only in like, like things that make your drawers more organized and like little like dividers. When I was going, when I was there the other day or a couple of weeks ago, I was impressed with everything they had. And it's not just like the, pr the, the plastic organization stuff. They're, they're moving from like plastic boxes to like canvas type of stuff so just more nice higher end yep really outfit your your apartment your house to yeah just be a little nicer yeah higher end okay yeah and people are becoming obsessed with that because have you seen the show have you heard of you know who marie Kondo is nope so she's this lady who hosts a show on netflix where she it's kind of like uh she goes into people's houses that are very disorganized and she like spends like a month with them and People who are like who like hoard stuff and like there's piles of shit in their house and she like mm. makes them or, like an organized family. Hmm. And she goes in and like teaches them how to organize stuff and completely re redoes their house. Make money doing anything. Yeah. So people are getting into that and then people are more likely into '80s style furniture because of the big thing with uh, uh, Stranger Things. A lot of people got on that wave and uh, ever since that show started, a lot more people are investing in '80s furniture. So. I still have not seen it. Really? Yeah. Pretty good show. Good that's, show. That's what I hear. Yeah. Wow, 80s style up. Yeah, 80s huh. style bedroom stuff is up 242% for, for Ikea. So a lot more people are 80s style furniture. Uh, another one is sustainable products. Like uh, people that like water bottles, uh, lunch boxes that are like made from recyclable materials. Huh. So more and more people are investing in that. So they've invested a lot in that. Uh, work from home going extremely mainstream a lot more jobs now are work from home yeah um and ikea has seen a huge spike in like desk and office chair sales so they've invested into uh new desks that are like ergonomically or like chairs and desks yeah. that are ergonomically safe and like i noticed when i went there most of their desks are like adjustable too like st you can make them into standing desks. Yeah. So they've they're not just giving you like regular desks. They're giving you desks that are like meant to promote you to like stand up or like chairs that are ergonomically safe. So, um, and then the last one, people are moving around and like renting more than they ever have before. So they're investing in furniture and stuff that can easily be like taken apart and like collapsed and like put back up again. Hmm. So 
just to recap, people are becoming a lot more interested in sleep, so they've invested in sleeping. Uh, people don't want to assemble their own stuff, so they partner with TaskRabbit. Uh, decluttering, they're investing in stuff that makes you more organized. 80s-style furniture, sustainable products. Uh, work from home going mainstream, so they've got desks, and then people are moving around like crazy. So I just think it's, there's been a lot of like, like Ikea has been very controversial because the the guy, I can't remember his name, it's a, it's a family-owned company. The guy who actually started it, he died. And so there was a, there was kind of a rough patch when that, the business was transitioned to his sons, mm. like the leadership transition. And there, it wasn't a good outlook for the company when the guy died because he like had a lot of the secret with him and like the Got identity it. was him. So the company did have like a point in time where people were wondering if it was going to be a good company again. And the sons have done a very good job of managing the company. That's they've, good. They've really gone through and, and got ahead of the trends. So. Yeah. Usually when it's a change of hands like that, it's kind of a hold your breath and cross your fingers and hope it works out. So that's good that that transition was, went well and the company kept, kept going. And mm -hmm. I don't know. Did you see what they got bought for? Task rabbit? Yeah. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I didn't see that. I can get the number for you, but well, I just like either way that's, and they probably kept most of those people too. If mm -hmm. not all of them, cause they know how to do it. But yeah. I mean, you still got bought by Ikea. Right. So you're probably doing okay now. Yeah. So well, you got no, it somewhere to a good, healthy place. Yeah. And TaskRabbit, it's all the people who are working for TaskRabbit, they're, they're probably freelance people. Like mm. they're people that create. Oh, right, right. Yeah. A, so there probably wasn't even, it probably wasn't even that hard of a transition. It was yeah. probably a pretty easy to like integrate everything. Like there's, there's obviously still like the people who like the admin people for the company sure. and who make it go. But like, yeah, that's the cool thing about those guerrilla style businesses is like all the people who work for it, they're not contract with the company they're mm. just a user and yeah. they, it's low overhead kind of like uber stuff interesting so, yeah. ikea I, I really like the fact they're pairing with like um more other medical professionals to mm -hmm. see okay sleep is super super important and people still undervalue the importance of sleep mm -hmm. sleep is the epitome of all yeah that's when your body recovers and heals and repairs you need sufficient sleep very few people are solid consistently chronically with six hours mm -hmm. and uh i just i think a little more than that will help people a little more but um i i think it's kind of a power move of them being the first to really be out and open with this because alternative medicine and looking at things like sleep ergonomics posture all that because like posture has been directly correlated with mood mm -hmm. so when you're super slouched and slumped over your mood is gonna be not as high end not as energetic or positive you're gonna be maybe tired or shut shut out from the rest of the world from people you don't really want to deal with many people and things mm -hmm. like that so posture has been studied to uh, directly be correlated with mood and so they're looking at uh, pillows which helps with sleep but also neck pain you know the the memory foam so mm -hmm. they're having these outward partnerships where it's hey we're doing this we're kind of on the front end of this and i think that's just a boss move because alternative medicine i'm biased but that's the way man mm -hmm. i mean we still need western medicine not saying we don't need it but there's going to be more things like this that people 
will gravitate to in the coming years, in my opinion. Yep. So I, I think that's a powerful move by IKEA in yep. terms of just foreshadow and business and where the markets are going to go. Because we've seen it with food, right? People our age are more in tune with what they're eating, food quality, instead of just a bunch of garbage all the time. Mm-hmm. I think our generation is more worried about stuff like that. And this is more along the same lines of this is going to be more prevalent yep. than it is where people are going to be more worried about their posture and breathing and, mm-hmm. and just things like this, not having pains, not letting a pain become normal. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to let pain become a normal thing. Right. So, And it's not like the people at Ikea, I mean, they're not doctors. Like they, like they don't know that stuff, but they're partnering with people who do specialize in this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're not like thinking that they know everything. Yeah. And they're like, listening to they're listening, somebody. They're listening to people and they're getting ideas from people. And hey, like what kind of desks should people use to make them happy overall? What, what type of bed? Like yeah. they're not just, yeah. Seems you, as you though. You can't be closed minded. The businesses that are closed minded and don't listen to people like that, those are the ones that fail. Yeah. Like so. you, you have to continuously pivot. Mm-hmm. And it seems that they might be seeing the writing on the wall. Yeah. So good job, Ikea. Yeah. I think that's, that's a very smart play there. Yeah. So, RLEs, Tim, what you got? I'm going to have a nice transition of mine into our okay. talk. Okay, so, great. Yeah. yeah, so... It is with, pretty great, my, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. <laughs> I kind of have a, a, a one that I want to go into depth on, and then one that I just want to tack on at the end. Yeah, so, yeah. the first one, I've been working... Uh, obviously, I started my job a couple months ago with this apartment management company, the marketing coordinator, um, and I've been spending a lot more time... Uh, we managed 23 properties over the United States, but we had two properties in Evansville, Indiana, which is, for those of you that don't know, it's like the southern tip of Indiana. Uh, we have two senior properties down there, like people who are 55 and older. Um, so it's definitely a change of pace for the type of people that I like interact with on a daily basis. Yeah, you're moving a lot faster. Yeah. Physically. So, so it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, it it really is an adjustment, man. You, you, you got to... You really have to change your communication style when you talk to older people. I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's kind of obvious, but you have to like me talking like I am right now. I shouldn't be talking like this to old older people. Right. You need to you need to slow down the way you talk. And you need to speak louder. So that's been a huge adjustment so far. Like, just being able to communicate with people in a different way and like communicate my points slower and like more like concisely. Like, don't talk too much because they don't follow things as quickly and not a lot of slang yeah so like that yeah that's and that's the thing so that's that's small part of it but another thing is i'm using it as like a learning opportunity like these people have seen like a lot of uh, like been through a lot of life stuff so when people tell you like insightful things you want to listen to them because these people like they're reflecting on their life like they they have like they have good advice for you things that they would have wished they would have known earlier in life and like one thing that kind of stuck out to me last week when i was down there is i i I, spacing on her name right now so i apologize but this lady she's so inconsiderate yeah right (laughs) she said she wishes she would have been nicer to people early in her life oh man! like she 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 figured she said she figured it out in her 30s being like nicer to people but she said like and this kind of talks about what i'm gonna be talking about in my book talk but she's like I made a lot of money in my life, but like people are not going to remember me because of like how much money I made. Mm-hmm. They're going to remember me like based on how I made them feel right. and how I treated them. And that again, that's kind of an obvious thing to know, but like it's a good reminder and like 
it's it's great and like rewarding going down there and spending time with these people because you you hear things like that and you're reminded of things like that like we focus so much on making as much money as possible and, and finding the right job but like enjoy the process while doing it and like mm-hmm. treat people with respect all the way through the process mm-hmm. of getting to where you want to be so i just thought that was a really cool thing to hear and um it's just a another important importance and reminding yourself to meet all different types of people don't always interact with people who are the same age as you and yeah yeah and to your point they've lived a lot of life Mm -hmm. so they could have insights similar to a parent's insights it's experience Mm -hmm. and you always have to alter communication style i do it at work all the time too i'll have a a younger person and then an older person Mm -hmm. vastly different ways of of communicating but in those two extremes it's similarities in which i have to keep it as simple as possible Mm -hmm. sometimes too it just depends yep but i think having that challenge is good because it'll show you either you can adapt to that or you can't Mm -hmm. and it's how they understand and respond to what you're trying to tell them exactly so if they don't get it that's not their fault Mm -hmm. and anything from a, a business meeting, a boardroom of, of people, like we talked about last week with when I went over Tim Roberts' uh, episode. He had a different style of com- communication the first time he went in with those initial three to five people. And then when the one person who didn't want what he was offering stacked the deck with another, what was it, 14, 15 people that would side with him, communication style changed drastically Mm -hmm. i'm sure it did and so it's understanding just reading your room reading your your clients your patients your residents whatever it is and quickly making that adjustment of okay what is my communication style here let's get a little interaction in and then i can understand what they respond best to Mm -hmm. so it's very quick on the fly and it's the more you just talk to people the better you get at that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, yep, like we've all played it wrong. We've all communicated a way that was just not as effective as it could have been. Mm-hmm. It happens. It's going to happen. Yep. So that's cool. I'm glad that you have to talk to people outside your comfort zone. Yeah. In terms of and generation and age. Yeah. So I'm glad too. That's good. So I started my tithing practice. So giving money back to like church or the Lord. Okay. And I'm doing some to church and then some to the crew organization that, that has helped me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, in the, in the Bible it says 10% and that's what our pastor has talked about too. That's what I've talked about with some other people. And even if you're feeling tight, giving something and it hasn't failed where everyone I've talked to that is a believer that has tithed or given, money back to the person that blessed them with it, they've received more in abundance. So he'll always make sure that you have what you need, but it's not a surprise that he'll give you more. Mm -hmm. So I was talking to a guy that, and not that you should tithe just for the sake of hoping to get more, but um, he told me about a, a younger guy that he started tithing and he just kept getting more promotions. He's like, they, they can't give me enough money. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's an extreme case, but things like that. Or if there's an event where I just don't know how this is going to work out or this medical bill or something, he'll, he'll make sure you have what you need. 
something will happen. And uh, so, that, I mean, that's that's part of faith, mm-hmm. too. So, but I am going to do like a monthly. It just takes it right out, that amount. So I don't have to worry about it. It's automated. But I was thinking to myself, this has come up a couple different times in the last couple months. Mm-hmm. I'm taking that as a sign. Yeah. Of at least get that started. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that. And then I also... So with my No Vice November, I wanted to just add more discipline. So I got back to my daily squats and push-ups. Okay. And it's just that slight edge. So different calisthenic, different type of strength, also different way to make up, wake it up in the morning. And I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm awake. Like, okay, let's get in the shower. Let's do this. Or, all right, let's get dressed, go to the gym. It's time to move. Like, I'm ready to go. And because it's hard to do those when you're super tired. You're either going to keep doing them and wake it up or go back to sleep. So mm-hmm. that's another reason I like it. And my numbers just keep going up and I match my push-ups to squats. So I do my push-ups first, then my squats. Sometimes I got to break up my squats in a few sets just because it starts to burn. Mm-hmm. It really starts to burn. And as much as I enjoy waking it up well in the morning, sometimes... You need to just not try to kill yourself that early. Mm-hmm. Like, if, especially if I'm going to the gym too. Like, all right, I'm going to get it in. I'm going to break this up. Maybe I'll brush my te- teeth, do another 20 or however many I got to finish and, and get it done. But I just like having a little more discipline in the morning, a little more routine. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I would do that with basketball. Just It was just push-ups every day, but that's the side edge. So it reminded me, uh, it's a book by Jeff Olson called The Slide Edge, and it revolves around the power of doing things that are easy to do but easy to not do. So push-ups in the morning. takes a little extra effort. Real easy to not do them. A little harder to do them, but not by much. Mm-hmm. takes a few extra minutes and a little extra effort. But if you're in a sport and you just need that little bit extra strength, or I, I did that so when I'm not like a big, big guy when I played basketball, when I'd go up against people that could like body me a little more, I would have a little more strength exploding up or upper body where even if we did weights, I did daily push-ups just to get get that little extra slight edge. Easy to do, easy to not do. And that little bit over time, it's like, oh, what's what's even like 30 push-ups a day gonna do for me? A lot more than zero. So... It's it's just adding a little something that someone else might not be doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe write that one extra blog before you go to sleep. Maybe read those three pages till the end of the chapter and then try to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Just that little bit extra. And I think that can make a world of difference over a long time of consistency. Mm-hmm. So it's, again, the things that are easy to do, easy to not do. The slight edge. Right. And... You talk about maybe it's just a little harder to do it, but the hardest thing about doing it in the first place is the act of starting it. Mm-hmm. Like once you actually like get in the like, once you start that first push up and do that first push up, it gets easier after that. Like yeah. and it feels good to do. It yeah. just feels really really good in the present moment to mm-hmm. not do that and stay in bed for longer or right. stay comfortable. Like the more you get uncomfortable, the more comfortable you're gonna get doing that thing. Yeah, you got to get uncomfortable first and like. Just get over that hump. And and sometimes sometimes mentally it's 
I don't know if this is how this could be taken, egotistical. I don't know the way to put it, but sometimes I'm I'm there thinking, okay, I'm doing more than the person who's trying to win against me, maybe doing the same thing, mm-hmm. which is whatever. But in terms of training discipline, all right, this is going to help me be a little more disciplined than that next person mm-hmm. and get there a little bit further. Yep. So someone else is not doing that. Someone else is not going to the gym that early. And, and so, I mean, you still got to go to bed, but sometimes that fuels me. Like, okay, I'm doing stuff that a lot of people are doing. Not everyone's doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm passing people. Even though I'm, I'm competing against me too, we're trying to have, we think we can just do a podcast differently and better. That's why we're doing it. But it's, mm-hmm. all right, now I'm passing people. I'm up I'm up early, up before the sun. I'm passing people. I beat the birds. Someone else is snoozing like 14 times. I beat them. Mm-hmm. And I, I just won for the morning. So I'm already beating you into the afternoon. Let's race. Con- and that's con- that just builds your confidence. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. Ooh. Ready for those push-ups tomorrow. Let's go. Let's go. All right, book talk for you, Tim, down in Nerdy With It. Yes, sir. Sell or be sold by Grant Cardone. Uh, My goal is to finish that this week. I'm winding down. Okay. Uh, This weekend, I wrote, or didn't write, I read a chapter on attitude. And he said something similar to what the person down in Evansville said about people remember you, you for how much money you made, but how you handled life and how you made people feel. What was that person's name? (laughs) <laughs> so yeah he said that in that book but other things he said to get your attitude on the right track one thing he's another thing he said was get everyone in your life on the same page with where you're going and what you want out of life okay because this will it's one of those things where you shouldn't really you shouldn't care what people say about you like sometimes your girlfriend may say something bad about you sometimes you're your mom or your dad may not always be in full support of what you're doing because it's not, I mean, that you're, you're going to get pushback sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like people aren't always going to see your vision the way you want to. Right. But speak it into existence and make sure everyone around you is on the same page about where you're going so that they can see your progress and keep you accountable if they need to be. Because that's the one thing where you're at, like if you only keep things bottled up inside and don't share anybody, that's, I mean, some people get motivated that way. Good for them, but... Grant Cardone says that like if you want your attitude to be the best it can be, it helps to talk about it out loud with other people, mm. and it helps people like in your inner circle and your corner get you to where you want to be by sharing stuff that you want to get out of life. Yeah, and that like because people around you are more likely to check up on you and ask you about how things are going, and that keeps you accountable at the same time. Yeah. whether they want you to succeed or not, people are going to ask you about it. So it's a good thing to speak it into existence. And I thought it was an interesting take on it. Because um, I've had points in my life where, like, I'll be working on something. I don't, like, I want to keep it a secret. I want to keep it, like, yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm doing a side, like, and I get that. Like, it's good to, you have the side of it, like, you don't always need to let people know that you're grinding. Mm-hmm. You, don't even, you don't always need to, like, post on your story that you're grinding. But it's also good to speak it into existence and let people know that you are just so... Maybe you might inspire them. Maybe they might inspire you and give you some some encouragement that you needed. Right. So I just thought that was interesting what he said. So. No, for sure. And and it's yeah, to your point, speaking it into existence, getting that energy into the universe of this is what I'm trying to do. Now the universe can give back to you a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you have to put that effort towards it. Yeah. And it'll 
give maybe certain opportunities will present themselves that you might not have thought otherwise mm-hmm. because you went down that road. Yep. And and good things will, will come about or you'll be guided in a different direction in, in some, some way if you're like, oh, I need to change it up a little bit. Like you will have that feeling inside of you, that gut feeling, but when it's out there, the universe, it will give back. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big believer in that. I've, I've experienced it. So, yeah, I think getting it, whether it's out loud, even even thinking it, visualizing it, it it's all energy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a big big advocate of that for sure. Man, Grant Cardone, kind of a smart guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, okay. he's okay with real estate. He's Not done bad. a few things. Yeah. You know, sold a few items. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's a... Uh... He's one of those dudes that when he was 25 years old, he was barely making it through life, doing drugs all the time, complete mm. failure in life. He's one of those people that completely turned it around because he learned the science of selling. Dude's an Com- animal. Completely changed his life. So, Absolute animal. It's cool going through that. Good but job, yeah. Grant. Yeah, Proud yeah. of you, boy. Thanks, GC. Appreciate <laughs> it. Timmy, got anything else for today's episode? I am good for today. All right. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much, as always, for joining us, giving us your time, your ear, your attention. Uh, Hope you're having an awesome Tuesday, whether this is morning, afternoon, or night. And uh, we appreciate you coming on. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Then DM us on Instagram at Off The Dome Radio, letting us know you did so. Give us your name, a good mailing address, Physical mailing address, not emailing. Thank you. And we will send you a free laptop sticker on us. I think they're pretty sweet. We just changed up the the colors. So this batch, a little different than normal. So be first on these new limited edition stickers. And it'll take literally under one minute. 60 seconds out of 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Please. And, you know, it it was just small business Saturday. We're giving away stuff for free. Just a little review. Yeah. A little likey like. A little sherry share. The amount of time it takes to do that is almost the same as the time it takes to put an extra chicken nugget in a box. So just do it. A little subscribey scribe. (laughs) Come on, guys. All right, everyone, have a good rest of your Tuesday. We'll talk to you in a couple days. Thank you again for joining us.